Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, everybody? This is Jesse Cass here for the LMU Basketball Podcast, here exclusively on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Welcome into the show, everybody. Jesse Cass here with you for another episode of the LMU Basketball Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Really happy to have you here once again as we are underway with the start of the regular season. LMU winning their season opener against Westcliff University. We're going to break that down on this week's episode and get you ready for the upcoming games on the LMU slate as well as they embark on their first road trip traveling out to Reno, Nevada to take on the University of Nevada on Saturday. So we're going to touch on all of that for you here. But before we do, want to let you know that if you do enjoy the show or have been a longtime listener of the Elmi Basketball Podcast, or if you're just listening for the first time, welcome aboard. You can find us on any of your favorite podcast directories, Apple, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. So please rate, review, subscribe to the show. We really appreciate it. And you can find anything and everything you need on the Elmi Basketball Podcast here at the show page at Believe.com. And you can also follow along with me on Twitter at Jesse underscore Cass. So with that said, as we said, the season is underway. The Lions victorious in their opener. We're going to get into it right now. So here we go on the Elmi Basketball Podcast. So as we alluded to, LMU 1-0 on the season, a 105-62 win against Westcliff, the Westcliff Warriors out of Irvine, California. Lower division opponents, so LMU really did what they were supposed to do in the ball game. Uh, really well distributed effort up and down the lineup. Great offense, great defense. Everything looked solid all around. So we'll break that down in just a moment. But do want to touch on some of the injuries for the Lions because they have been big ones in terms of just the players they've happened to. We did mention in the last episode, Joe Quintana likely out for the year after tearing his ACL in practice uh, about three weeks ago. So he's obviously someone who was expected to be a big contributor, likely a starter out for the year with a big injury. The Lions suffered another injury to another potential starter and key player in Damian Douglas. He was in a boot on the sideline, uh, an ankle injury. We don't have all the specifics on it yet. It did happen in practice on Friday, so a few days before the LMU Lions game, we do know that he'll likely be out for a little while. Uh, you know, anytime we get the more clarity, more specifics on that, we'll give it here on the LMU Basketball Podcast. But what it really does signify is that the Lions are without a couple of key guys they thought would be potentially key contributors. So it's going to throw some of these newcomers, younger guys, into the fold, perhaps more than they would have been in the past. But as disappointing and unfortunate these injuries are for the Lions, it just presents, as we said, more opportunity for a lot of the newcomers and younger guys to really prove themselves and give themselves the opportunity to, to be factors for the Lions on the floor. So we wish the speediest recoveries to both Joe and Damian. And of course, we've already detailed you know the situation with Matias Marcus. And those are three guys that could have potentially been starters and key contributors this year. All that it means is the next man up mentality has to be there for the Lions. And I am confident that there is plenty of talent on this team. It's simply about putting in the work and not being afraid of the moment. And I think that there are a lot of guys on this roster that will really be confident and be able to step into that role and fill that void for the Lions. So as we said, as, as disappointing as it is, 
Uh, nothing you can do about it. Injuries are an unfortunate part of the game, and we'll see how the Lions team can adjust. But uh, they looked great in their season opener, as we mentioned, against Westcliff. Granted, a lower division opponent, you're expected to win, you're expected to perform well, but the Lions looked really good in this ball game, and it was pretty much everyone who took the floor for the Lions made an impact in the ball game. They had 12 players play, 11 of them scored. Uh, Riley Siebold was the only one who did not. Uh, he was just only got one shot attempt up on the floor, but uh, everyone was a factor for the Lions in this ball game, and I was really impressed by the play of Ivana Lipiev. 27 minutes uh, tied for the team lead in that. Led the team with a career-high 25 points, also chipped in six rebounds, 9 of 14 from the field, 5 of 7 from three-point range, and made both, both of his free throws as well. And this is a player who didn't get a ton of opportunity as a freshman, came in late after coming in from overseas, the freshman from Bulgaria, now a sophomore, uh, you know, got in late, had to learn kind of on the fly, but he put in a lot of work in the offseason, uh, in particular in his jump shot, knowing he'd have a lot, a lot of opportunity to shoot the ball for this Lions team, and he's someone who has a lot of ability. 6'8", can handle the ball, and that shot looks great, so I think he's one of those players that might have more opportunity with these injuries and he looked like he was ready to you know grab it by the reins and go full force for the Lions so I really liked what I saw out of Yvonne you know really confident uh, really big time shooter so uh, I think that that is going to be key for the Lions this year and we talked to Mike Dunlap in the pregame before the game and he reiterated of course the focus is always defense for this team that also looked great in this ballgame against Westcliff but he did say that he expected the shooting from this bunch to be even better than it was last year. And we know that perimeter shooting in particular was one of the weaker areas for the Lions last year. I don't think that'll be the case this season. Uh, if this first game was any indication, the three-point shooting should be much better. And obviously, you're not going to shoot 67% from three in every ball game. They were 12 of 18, which is off the charts. But just the simple fact that they have that ability shows that this is going to be an added weapon for this Lions group. Not only Yvonne, uh, but other players on the floor stepping in and being able to knock down outside shots. You had Eric Johansson, the senior. He only attempted three shots. They were all threes, and they were all makes. We know that he has that ability, and obviously, if he can get open looks, he's always been able to convert those. So the more of those for Eric, the better. Also had Kelly Lau Pepe, who really did a ton of damage inside show late in the game. He has range as well, knocked down a three-pointer and a long two with a foot on the line. So he showed a little bit of touch. We saw Sigu Sosoho Jawara knock down a three-pointer and Jordan Bell out of the four or five spot knocked down two three-pointers. That's five different players connected on threes with three of them hitting multiple threes. And that's without even Riley Seabold, who's arguably the team's best shooter, knocking down a three as well. So there is shooting capability on this team and I think that's going to be a huge factor in the way that they want to play. Uh, it's a very versatile roster, long, switchable on defense, but also positionless on offense where many players can shoot, many players can ball handle, and many players can facilitate as well. I think it's more of a, a modern basketball approach, at least how we see it in the NBA of that positionless basketball. Uh, there are a lot of different looks that this line team can give with a lot of guys that can play in many different facets. So I think that's gonna be really exciting. And we saw it on display in their win over Westcliff. Uh, Eli Scott, we mentioned last week, we thought that he would have a huge year and potentially be an all-conference level performer, and there was no indication we'd be wrong on that one in the first game. 13 points only on five shot attempts, two of five from the field, but nine assists and four rebounds, and also perhaps 
most notably 9 of 10 from the free throw line from Eli Scott, who's hovered around the 55 to 70% range in his free throws fluctuating through his first two years of his LMU career. 9 of 10 from the line. His free throw stroke looked fluid. He looked really comfortable out there. And we mentioned it last week as well. Really working as a ball handler and facilitator for the team as a point forward. The nine assists, really indicative of that, was still able to get his work in the post, off screens, uh, off back cuts. He can really do it all for the Lions and showing his versatility on full display. That was really exciting and encouraging to see. And I think with him running a lot of the offense, it's going to be big for the Lions. And you look at one of their best rebounders in Eli being able to grab a rebound and then push the ball himself. Doesn't have to look for another guard. Doesn't have to look for anyone else. He can initiate the break and get the Lions out and transition for some easy baskets. And that's something they did a lot of in the first game as well. They had the rebounding advantage plus five there. They moved the ball well. 21 total assists as a team with nine of those coming from Eli on 40 made field goals, 63% from the field. And they held Westcliff to just 34% and defended the three-point line well, holding them to 5 of 23, 22% there. So those were staples and calling cards of the Lions last year. The defense still very strong, but the offense seemed to be turbocharged from what we saw last year. So it's a great sign. They did play this same Westcliff team a year ago and obviously can't determine everything on one game, but they won that game 75 to 43 a year ago. This time they put up 105 on the board while still presenting some stifling defense. So the offensive returns were very encouraging for the Lions. We mentioned the two returners and Yvonne and Eli both scoring in double figures. There were five players in double figures total for the Lions, including Kelly Leo Pepe, 15 points on seven of nine from the field, including four rebounds. We also saw the super athletic Jonathan Dos Anjos with 12 points on six of eight from the field. He had a little bit of a cramping scare, but was able to return to the game no worse for wear for the Lions. So he did a great job in, in his minutes on the floor, tied for the team lead with 27 minutes. Uh, Jordan Bell, 10 points, two three-pointers, six boards, up and down the lineup. We said everyone made an impact. And and I was really impressed as well with Sigu Sosoho-Juara. Just 14 minutes, but seven points, two rebounds, two assists. And he was very good in initiating pace for the Lions. He pushed the ball. He had his eyes up whenever he went down the break. Just the two assists, but he got things rolling a lot of hockey assists for him as well. Push the pace, aggressive in attacking the basket. I think that adds another wrinkle, another dimension for the Lions who want to push opportunistically uh, at times this year. So uh, I thought it was a great game all around for the Lions. They start off 1-0 as they take care of business against Westcliff University and set their sights on a little bit tougher road ahead. So we'll get into that in just a moment. But before we do, I want to give you the post-game interview that I had on the radio broadcast with Ivan Alipiev after his career high, 25 points in the ball game. I believe in the interview we stated it was 23. It was later added that a tip-in from the opposite team uh, was credited to Ivan Alipiev, who was the closest to the rim. So 25 points the total. But here's our post-game interview with Ivan Alipiev. Check it out. We have Ivan Alipiev joining us here for the 105-62 win in the opener. Ivan, first of all, how did it feel just to get out there in your first game action of the year? It feels amazing. We put all that work, all that, uh, the whole summer. And it feels amazing just to be back on the court, knowing that we worked hard and now we got to perform. We got to put the pieces together and do what we, we did. 
Yeah, and you had a great game here tonight. 23 points, knocked down five three-pointers. You had it going from the get-go, and I know you're one of the few guys here returning from last year. Do you feel that responsibility to, to take that step up and be a big oh, contributor absolutely, this year? Absolutely. We got eight new guys on the team. The returners that are uh, like me and the other guys, we just have to take the responsibility, ownership of the team, and just lead the guys because it's going to be hard. First year is always hard, so we got to lead the way. And I know I was at practice a few weeks ago talking to head coach Mike Dunlap. He talked about just how much work you put in this offseason in terms of everything, but your shot, and it really paid off here tonight. What was that like during the summer in preparation for, for coming into the season like I this? I mean, it was a big sacrifice that I had to do, but it like for the team, I did it for the team. And I'm really happy that I actually did it. You see it on the court right now. I'm doing good. I can't complain. <laughs> I hope I keep up with that to the end of the season. Yeah, and looking ahead, you guys have a tougher test at hand coming up, a road game against Nevada, and really get rolling with the season. Just what are your expectations for the year and going forward into onto the road next week? Uh, I can say that all we're going to Reno for is a win. Like, all we, all we, all we need is a win. So I think we worked hard. We put all that work in, and I think we can get the dub next week. Yeah, so we'll look forward to that game on Saturday. Yvonne, Thank can't you. start much better than this. 105-62, congrats on the win. Thank you. Thank you. Tonight. Thank you. So that was Yvonne Alipia following the Lions' win against Westcliff University, and you heard us talk a little bit about the upcoming matchup against Nevada, uh, who will obviously be a much tougher opponent for the Lions than Westcliff and give us more of an indication of what we can expect this season. But it should be an interesting ball game for the fact that both teams have relatively new personnel. Obviously, returners on both sides. Lindsey Drew uh, scored 30 in Nevada's opener, but he's someone who's coming off a multitude of injuries. He's really missed a year and a half as he ruptured his Achilles uh, in his junior season. And then following that, last year, had surgery on both hips. So he's really been out since two seasons ago in February, but he looked great in the opener. Also a familiar name for Nevada, Jazz Johnson, former diminutive guard from Portland, under six feet, but a dynamic scorer. He was the Mountain West Sixth Man of the Year after transferring from Portland to Nevada. So someone that Lions fans can be familiar with. He's a dynamic scorer and someone the Lions have to look to stop as well. But this is a different Nevada team than we're used to. As we said, the Lions have a lot of new personnel. So does Nevada. We've seen them the past few years as a NCAA tournament perennial contender. Uh, they, of course, made a run two years ago to the Elite Eight. Uh, they were a team that had the Martin Twins, who are both now in the NBA. They also had Jordan Caroline. So a lot of names you recognize in terms of the NCAA tournament. Those players are all gone. It's a new group for Nevada. So it'll be interesting. They're trying to find themselves as well. Uh, they came off a very competitive but tough loss at home against Utah. 79-74 was the final in that game. And that home loss is not insignificant. Nevada was undefeated at home a year ago, so just showing things are a little bit different from them. I think it'll be a really competitive and fun game, both teams with a lot of athleticism, a lot of talent, and I look for it to be a very competitive and exciting ball game. Just the second matchup in school history for, for both ball clubs. The previous one coming in the Mike Dunlap era in 2016, uh, where Nevada had a 15-point win at home, but that was a much closer game than the 15-point end total really described. So uh, new teams from what that matchup was, I expect it to be a close game. And I think if the Lions take care of the basketball like they did against Westcliff, had just 10 turnovers total in the ball game, and continue to step in and shoot their shots with confidence, I expect them to have a shot uh, down in the end of the ball game against Nevada in what should be a close and exciting game. So that'll be the lone game 
of the week remaining for the Lions after opening on Tuesday. Have this game on Saturday. They'll have a full week off before taking on Colorado State at home back at Gerson Pavilion before getting themselves ready for a three-game tournament in the Bahamas. So just getting started on the season here for LMU basketball, and we'll have much more content as the season continues and progresses with an episode every Thursday here on the Believe Podcast Network. So that's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks for listening to some LMU basketball. So that'll do it for this week's edition of the LMU Basketball Podcast. Know that if you enjoy the show, we're available on all your favorite directories, including Apple, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us on Believe.com and at any social media handle, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Believe Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Twitter for all your LMU updates at Jesse underscore Cass. So as we said, that'll, that'll do it for this week's edition of the LMU Basketball Podcast. If you do enjoy the Believe Podcast Network, Go over to Believe.com. There's over 130 shows with great content from everything in the L.A. area and way beyond. Uh, So everything you need covered there. And if you're also a fan, happen to be a fan of NBA basketball and the L.A. Clippers, just started a brand new Believe in Clippers podcast with yours truly. So be sure to check that out on the network as well. But that's going to do it for this week's edition of the show. I want to thank you for tuning in once again. And if you're listening, you're listening only here on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Lions. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.